Hello, everyone, and welcome to UGA Sports Rumors versus Facts, where we talk about all things Georgia Bulldog football recruiting. I am Blaine Gilmer here once again with my co-host, Jed May, and uh, Trent Smallwood won't be joining us tonight. Life kind of got in the way once again, but hey, that's why there's three of us here. You know, with the little road team, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like the fire, uh, the free. Uh, the the Freebirds was that it back in wrestling where they had the, the Freebird rule where you could go three any of the three could be a combination on a tag team. Jed has no idea what I'm talking about, but any of you old school wrestling fans uh, that know about the Freebirds, that's good stuff. It's good stuff. Let me unmute my man Jed here. Jed, uh, how you how you doing this weekend? I think you got a lot of family in town, is what you're saying. Yeah, we are. Uh, I'm in oh actually in Ohio, Northeast Ohio, on a um, family trip we got a lot of family up here um so here for the week so new backgrounds there's some family outside i having a little dinner party whatever so um apologies if you hear any noise behind me but um you know i'm 700 miles away but recruiting down in athens never stops so ready to that's get to it. it look at jed putting in the work that's why you know that's why he's been brought in on like the national side over there he is not he's in he's in ohio right now doing the show so it's, it's good stuff well jed like you said the recruiting does not stop georgia is Still hitting there. There we go. There we go. Fred F. The fabulous Freebirds with Michael Hayes. That's right. That's right. So Jed uh, and I, two thirds of the of the Freebirds here on this show with with uh, Trent Smallwood out. But uh, appreciate everybody tuning in. If you don't already, go ahead and hit that subscribe button for us. We really appreciate it. A lot of people that watch this show, a high percentage of you aren't subscribed yet. My question is why? It's free. Hit that button for us. We really appreciate it. And uh, hit the notification button. That way you get notified anytime we go live, anytime Coach Donnan and Roddy uh, and, and Dane, Paul and Ben on the call-in show like they do on Sunday night. So a lot of content that goes live on here. You want to make sure you get those notifications. Subscribe and hit that little bell to turn on notifications. So we always appreciate that. But, Jed, there's been a lot of developments here going on. We've been talking to guys. You've been going out to track and field events and seeing uh, Georgia football targets doing their thing on the uh, on the track. So, you know, talk to us a little bit about that, seeing some of these high-profile guys on the gridiron getting to uh, display their athleticism on the track. Yeah, well, uh, I should start by saying, first of all, I've never been to a track meet, period, let alone guys, a, a state championship track meet with guys with that level of, um, you know, athleticism. So uh, Thursday, I went and saw Vic Burley compete in the in the shot put in discus. Um, he finished, I believe, what do you tell me, fifth, I think, in the state in discus. Um, just missed out on the finals in shot put, but just a very well – he's a well-put-together dude. I mean, he looks just – he looks kind of. He kind of reminds me of Michael Williams. Just he's big. He could play outside linebacker. Some that that length. Yeah, length. I mean, he he's got the ability to play with his hand in the dirt or off the edge. Really nice young man as well. Uh, just like Michael. And yeah, saw Zion Zion Ragens. Saw Sammy Brown anchor the four by one hundred relay for Jefferson. Let's um, let's let's slow that down just a little bit. Sammy Brown anchored the four by one hundred. In the state, in the state finals for the Jefferson Dragons, and Sammy Brown, okay, is going to be a linebacker. He's all he's approaching six foot four, the two hundred and twenty five pound mark, and can absolutely fly. Well, and the thing about Jefferson is, it's not like one of these counties where 
you know, he's the greatest athlete to come out of there in, in 50 years, and they're just going to put him at anchor because he's the best athlete they got. I mean, Jefferson is a good program, a good athletic program, period. I mean, they've had a, I mean Malachi Starks came out of there in, in this signing class for Georgia. So the fact that he's earned that anchor spot um, and, and was moving, I mean, I have that video I posted um, to YouTube. I mean, and young man was moving. And another guy that really impressed me too, Blaine, was, um, was CJ Allen. I saw him. He was yeah. taking part in either discus or shot. I got there a little late to, to see it, but I, I did um, talk to him. He is a very, he's, Build. I mean, he looks like a, he was throwing something. We don't know which. Something. Yeah, we don't he, know which projectile it was leaving his hand, but, but was something was being something. thrown. And he's a very like just a, a tank of a human, probably about I'd say about six foot, six foot one. We were uh, while I was interviewing him. There's some kids playing spike ball. Took a spike ball off the face. Didn't he? He did. You or you yeah, did. did? Some kid like he they hit uh. it. Hit it off of the side of wherever, and he took it off the face, and he just see. I have I have compassion for him taking it. If you had taken it, I would have been like, "That is hilarious." We should have had yeah, that on video. Exactly. But, <laughs> but um, anyway, yeah, just physically another well put together young man, and um, you know, one of the uh the, the top linebacker targets in this twenty three class, along with Raylan Wilson, Troy Bowles, and um, and Raul Aguirre as well. Oh, no doubt. We'll be uh, we'll be talking about those inside linebackers. Got some questions. Man, loaded up on questions tonight uh, with the with the vault. A lot of questions. One more reason to be a member of the UGA Sports.com and, and be a part of the vault, that community over there where we're constantly talking about recruiting and, and answering questions with guys. Uh, and heck, there's people out here bringing their expertise. They know people, things like that. So the vault is a community that that you uh definitely want to be a part of if you love talking about georgia football recruiting we're always over there and of course dash and roddy and and all the guys patrick everybody jed at times too crosses over and does team stuff so a lot of stuff going on there um with the team side as well so Jed, we're about to enter into official visit season right we've got a couple of big official visits i think it was uh uh, Deshaun, uh, Deshaun Womack announced that he'll be there May 20th through 22nd this, at the same time that Jaden Wayne will be there. So, Chidera Uzo Deribe, we said, we've said it since he came on here with the University of Georgia. He has very heavily targeted these, these guys with large wingspans, guys that are tall, that kind of fit this same mold, and he's got two – Really good prospects coming in and Womack and Wayne here at the end of May. Absolutely. And it's one of those one. I think Ben has mentioned this too, where it seems like some of these weekends have a specific theme to them. Like there's a weekend where a lot of defensive linemen are going to be here. And and this weekend with, with Jaden Wayne Womack, like you said, Wayne, it's to get that edge class because you've already got Gabriel Harris in the class. You you Georgia sits in a very good spot for Tamarian Parker. So say Parker joins the class, that's two you know, studs at the top of the class. So then you think, who do you round it out with? <laughs> if you're rounding out an edge class with a guy like Jade Wayne, that's that's it's pretty strong. And then obviously yeah. John Womack's not a slouch in himself. So um, it'll be interesting to see the um, the uh, reactions coming out from this weekend from those two guys because Wayne's a guy that has been rumored to be either hating Tuscaloosa or, or maybe staying home on the West Coast with – um, you know, everything Dan Lanning's got going on. So it'll be interesting to see. And we've talked about this plane, right? Georgia does on-campus recruiting so well. And with yeah. so many of these guys were saying, hey, they need to get him back for an official, get him back for an official. Now it's time. Like, now is the time where Georgia needs to put all their cards on the table and 
and either make a move for these guys or, or realize I'm not really in the running and, and start moving on to other targets. Yeah, also today in that, that first – well, along with those two guys, before I go to the first weekend in June, Monroe Freeling's going to be there in the offensive line uh, – an offensive line target. He's going to be there uh, May 20th as well. So taking his official visit early uh, to Georgia. So, you know, that's another piece of the puzzle. It's kind of these newer coaches, right? Uh, Uzo Deribe, you got Stacey Searles, um, Brian McClendon, even though he's been around at Georgia before. These early visits are going to be important here just for say, okay, because there's a finite number of spots, right? And, and, uh, eventually i know it sometimes it seems like georgia is painstakingly at times for for you and i at least uh peculiar and particular about who they're going to take and when they're going to take them and things like that but it really seems like okay things will start coming into shape i'm not saying you're going to see a run on a ton of uh commitments or things like that but i do think you'll start to see some very very serious positioning with certain certain guys certain position groups also i think camps will be big for the first camp season getting guys in there and you'll also see some some new names uh, rise to the top as we do every year throughout that camp process they're uh they're I like there, Jed, you know, with uh, Ja'Cory Thomas last year was a guy who camped really well and ended up at the University of Georgia. So there's always these guys that, that kind of surprise throughout the summer, uh, and we'll talk about that, I'm sure, more here in a little bit. But uh, just, just going to be interesting to see how these first visits go. Absolutely, and it's the chance to make the first impression in terms of official visits with a lot of these guys. I mean, how often you hear a kid come out of an official visit say, school X at the bar really high? And Georgia's got a chance with these kids because, the, you know, the first weekend in June is is a huge weekend on the list as well. So even even God agrees with me with the thunder outside. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's it's a big couple weekends coming up. And like you said, with the camps, Ja'Cory Thomas, Dylan Bell last year, um, Cole Spear first on the scene with that four, three, seven or whatever it was at the Appalachian State camp comes to Athens um, and eventually earns an offer and is part of the class. So it's going to be really interesting to see who those 23 names are. Like a lot of in-state kids, Ian Jaffrard out of Whitfield Academy, DJ Braswell will be back at a camp. Guys like that, uh, Jalen Kilgore will be here um, at some point. Not here because this is Ohio, but back in Athens, um, camping for an offer this summer. So it's going to be really interesting once, if those offers go out, does Georgia become the leader for those guys? Or could a kid commit on the spot? Who knows? Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see how the board shakes out through June with camps. And I, would, I wouldn't be surprised to see a guy, even though he already has an offer, like Bryce Thornton end up yeah. uh, coming in and camping just so, you know, Georgia can can do just a little bit more evaluation and things like that there. So I wouldn't be shocked on that at, at all. But, um, you know, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention that there is one official visit that's taking place, uh, you know, over this past, uh, over this, well, right now, actually, uh, mi a rare midweek official visit with Marcus Washington, who's a commit to the uh, University of Georgia. He's there. I don't know if that had to do with scheduling of other things or what, or if just him and his family wanted uh, to take a take it where it wasn't a, a huge, you know, recruiting weekend or something. But uh, Marcus Washington Jr. is in Athens now. We saw that confirmed on his uh, social media. And, uh, you know, now we move to that first weekend there. Caleb Downs, Justice Haynes, Jalen Hill, Raylan Wilson, C.J. Allen, as you mentioned before, Chris Peel, and Pierce Sperlin. 
Pierce Sperlin, the the heart and soul of this class, the longest committed Georgia Bulldog in the class, uh, longest uh, committed Georgia Bulldog prospect in the class of 2023, announced that you know, hey, there's gonna be a there's gonna be a lot of crazy things happening. Like he said, he said it's gonna be big news coming that first weekend, and you know, you gotta circle some names on there like Justice Haynes, like. Uh, Caleb Downs that that could provide some big news. Maybe maybe Tamari and Parker ends up coming uh, to that weekend. I don't think he's kind of fir- firmed up exactly when he's going to take an official to Georgia, but that could be another guy to to kind of look at there. So um, Jed, there's there's lots of guys that are kind of uh, feels like they've been on the cusp there of committing to Georgia for for a while. That uh, you know being there with a guy like a Pierce Sperlin. Uh, who's who's kind of the heart and soul of that class could not only with being around the staff, but being around him could go a long way. I'm sorry, I'm kind of in the middle of the apocalypse right now, I guess. Um, <laughs> I, man, there's there's so many distractions. I got family outside. I got I got Noah swimming by outside the window. There's so much stuff going on. Anyway, um, a guy I'm interested to watch that first weekend is Raylan Wilson because he committed yeah. to Michigan over Georgia last, I believe, December. Georgia has still been in contact. Schumann saw him at his school. He visited Athens uh, either in March or April. And it's always seemed like Georgia has been there, but just either there wasn't enough interest from Wilson or Georgia didn't feel enough about him. And last time a kid that was committed took an official visit to Athens, it was Justin Red, And he committed during the official visit and ended up committing to Georgia like a week later. So I'll be very interested to see if June – you know, that week after that first official visit. Well, and two. Commitment from Raylan Wilson. Maybe. I mean, too. And then, you, you know, undoubtedly, with him being committed to Michigan, there will probably be TVs that oh, are playing, yeah. playing the Orange Bowl massacre of Kirby the Wolverines. Very strategically placed throughout the, uh, through the Kirby, weight room and all that. Kirby's like, Kirby's like standing right here, and over his shoulder, it's just a replay of – Replay of you know Georgia no, just dismantling no, Michigan. Those, those trucks you see on social media where like people have TVs taped to the back and they're replaying. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Kirby has like an iPad taped to his shirt with the arm well, just playing. Dude, they ride around the recruits in those black SUVs. So yeah. who's to say? Who's to say that there doesn't happen to be one of those TVs that you see in Las Vegas that has been rented out for the weekend and everywhere. Redland Wilson goes to get in his black SUV and go. He just sees the replay of the Orange Bowl and yep. uh, Georgia, you know, exposing Michigan as a overhyped fraud. I mean, so that's that's how that's how it goes, you know. But uh, when it when it comes down to it, nothing surprises you in recruiting these days, and wouldn't put that past uh, Georgia. Uh, but you know, two we talked about positions grouping and things like that. Raylan Wilson, C.J. Allen, that's two of the the major inside linebacker targets there in the, in this class. So like, uh, like you said, like Ben was saying, some themes emerge throughout these, uh, throughout these visit weekends. It seems like some edge guys kind of coming late in May, early June, you start to see the, the interior um, interior linebackers and inside linebackers. And that probably strategic, right? Uh, so, so Schumann and, and Chidero, uh Uzo Deribe can kind of, can kind of, uh, can kind of tag team these guys, right? Can kind of all put their their focus on on a certain position group. I was going to say CJ Allen is also going to be there that first week of June. So, oh yeah, yeah. 
so I just I was looking I I I'm lazy and taking a vacation so I haven't written a story yet um but he told me at the track meet the other day that he's gonna be in Athens so like you said it's there's gonna be a lot of talent in Athens at first just like that first weekend last year remember when June 1st opened and and the dead the extended COVID dead period you know ended everyone flooded in and I think now obviously it, it's not the same because school's been hosting prospects for the past year well, that was the the iconic picture, I believe, of it was Oscar Delp, Branson Robinson, Denylon Morissette, uh, all these guys that would go on to commit to Georgia. Uh, they 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 ended up committing uh, out of that group. I think the only one that didn't that was there on that that in that picture was uh, Kojo Kojo Antui. Fun fact on that: Troy Bowles was also there, and and in that picture. Uh, as a junior <laughs> on there on a visit. So, hey, it got out there. It was what it was, but he's another inside linebacker that George is after here in the class of 2023, famously the son of Todd Bowles, who is now the uh, head coach at for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And Trent and I talked about last week, Jed, that, you know, with the coming off the NFL draft, and all these comments that were made by coaches and GMs and stuff like that, it's clear to see that Kirby Smart, you know, other than maybe maybe Nick Saban, and I'm saying maybe because Kirby does things differently than, than Saban does to a certain extent, is is the most respected coach in, in college football right now by those guys. They 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 trust that that program to develop talent that they're gonna accept into their um into their programs as well. So uh, I think that could, that could be an interesting dynamic there. Absolutely. Well, not only that with Todd Bowles, he was in Athens for pro date this year. So he got to see Nicobe Dean, Quay Walker and um, Channing Trayvon Walker. <laughs> yeah. He got to see Trayvon Walker go through uh, some of those drills with the inside linebackers. I mean, he saw, obviously he would see those guys in the combine stuff anyway, but to see Athens and to see the facility in, um, you know, that was right after spring practice started. So maybe he stayed and watched the practice and saw how they run things at practice. So there's no telling. I mean, who knows what it takes to get to the NFL as a defensive player than, than Troy Bulls, right? Yeah. With all of the experience of data. So he got agrees again. Um, Absolutely. So, yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, that's going to be a huge selling point just from that. I mean, all these kids want to go to the NFL and, um, Georgia's obviously got that as a huge, uh, huge selling point right now, especially at inside linebacker. For sure. And before uh, this storm takes out Jed's uh, internet or something, let's go ahead and get to some of these questions. We have a ton of them, a lot from our, our, you know, repeat questioners that are very loyal to the show. So we really appreciate that. Also, uh, we will mix in some YouTube questions. So if you guys have, um, if you guys have any questions in the YouTube feed, go ahead and drop them in the comments. We really appreciate it. And like I said, guys, if you enjoy hearing rumors versus facts, if you enjoy Coach Donnan's show, if you enjoy the call-in show with Paul and Ben and all those guys, make sure that you hit the subscribe button. You give us a like. Turn on the notifications for live uh, when we go live. We really appreciate it. All right, Jed, we got our first question here from Mr. Sandbar Bathroom. Sandbar, I know I walked by Sandbar in Athens the other day, and I thought about uh, Sandbar Bathroom. Uh, feels like the offensive line has been the most ambiguous in terms of what our board looks like. Do y'all think the staff is just wanting to have guys camp first in June and then go from there? 
Uh, like I said, I, I do think that Stacey Searles will want to see certain guys, but, you know, there's been some guys that Georgia's been on for a while, Jed, when it comes to guys like Monroe Freeling, who's taking that official visit, like Madden Sanker, who's an in-state guy that I think Stacey Searles, you know, had a really good rapport with when he was at North Carolina, honestly, and now he's uh, come down to Georgia. So hey, I feel like Madden Sanker just kind of wants to take those official visits. I still like George, where Georgia stands there, but told everybody a little uh, that – that sometimes you tune into rumors versus facts to get some breaking news, right? Uh, stuff we hadn't even put on the vault. I talked to I talked to Tyree Adams today. Um, you know, big tackle out of New Orleans. He tells me that he wants to take an official visit to Georgia. Doesn't know the exact date yet, but he will be coming for a game in the fall. He says that that atmosphere is very important to him. He was blown away by the atmosphere that Georgia even had at G-Day. So he really wants to experience what it's like in the fall. So you're hearing it here first. Tyree Adams will be making an official visit to Georgia. So a lot of those guys kind of come up. They they also have uh, Shamrod Umarov that's coming June 10th through 12th. So, Jed, there's a lot – there's a ways to go with the offensive line, but I feel like Stacey Searles is still in the process of – of evaluating, making initial contacts, cultivating uh, prior relationships, things of that nature. Yeah, and I think when we were talking about camps earlier, I feel like those positions with new coaches will we'll see the most movement, right? Because uh, thank you. Because um, Stacey Searles hasn't seen a lot of these guys. And same with Fran Brown. And and to an extent, probably the same with Brian McClendon when you talk about these in-state guys. Um, so I talked to Zion Ferguson, a Rivals 250 uh, defensive back out of Grayson last week. And he was like, yeah, I hadn't heard from Georgia much since the coaching switch. They're dropped down my board a little bit, but I think it'll probably rise up once I go back in camp and, and see the coaches. And speaking of offensive line, with this question, a guy like Ian Jaffrard, who was offered by Stacey Seals in North Carolina, things were beginning to pick up there. He comes to Athens, has a good – he came to Athens in, I believe, January or March, returned for G-Day as a surprise visitor. Um, that's a guy who, who could show out and earn an offer with a strong camp performance. So guys like that with these position coaches in particular, the new guys, Cyril's Brown um, and McClendon that you could, and Uzo Deribe as well. Can't forget about him. So guy, those positions are really ones you, we need to watch for in terms of guys that kind of come off the radar, come from off the radar um, and, and receive heavy interest from the Bulldogs. No doubt. No doubt. And one of those, uh, new coaches, like you mentioned, Brian McClendon there with the receivers. And this uh, question from Big, Big Dog centers around one of those coveted receivers. Yes, uh, with Hakeem Williams seemingly training elsewhere and Brandon Ennis in and out of the loop at this point, what elite receiver do you feel good about us, UGA, landing in this class? Well, first of all, if I, I would say that even if there's some talk or, you know, rumor, innuendo about Hakeem Williams at uh, A&M, I don't think it's serious enough yet to be chalking him up to A&M. Uh, I think that, that George is still very, very much alive in that, that recruitment. He's visited Georgia many, many times. I feel like Georgia will get an official visit uh, from Hakeem Williams and Hakeem Williams. And he, he will on the June 17th through 19th, actually. And, you know, I, I think that you can't, you can't really stake down any of these recruitments until after June. Let's get through June. Let's see how these official visits go out. Brandon Ennis, I would be more confident in Hakeem Williams than I would Brandon Ennis, honestly, at this at this point. 
Um, regardless of who's predicted what, where, does, does it matter to me? I feel like Georgia has a good chance with uh, Hakeem Williams. He loves Brian McClendon. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how that all takes out. But, but Jed, I just um, – any guys that you're, that you're thinking, you know, that stand out other than Hakeem Williams? I know one that comes to the top of my mind is Tyler Williams uh, down from down in Florida as well. Tyler Williams, there's Anthony Evans. Um, I mean, I guess this, I mean, this all really depends on your definition of elite, but I mean, Anthony Evans with that kind of speed certainly fits the definition of elite um, in that category. Um, Jalen Hill, I see down here is mentioned as a guy. Rico Flores has Georgia in his top three in his committee. He loves Georgia. I think that commitment. And he'll, he out. will be committing soon. Yeah. he will. It's July, I want to say July 9th or July yeah. 3rd, somewhere in the, I, mean, I think, I feel like that commitment could come down to, you know, Georgia and Notre Dame offer chances to break in and play early. Ohio State obviously has the track record of what they've done at receivers. So I could come down to what he likes better there. Um, and then you look at a guy, I mean, Carnell Tate, Georgia's in his top five, um, seemed destined to get an official. I mean, I wouldn't say that it's likely, but. Uh, you know, this time last year, we didn't think Marvin Jones was going to end up in Georgia, and, and he comes to Athens, Georgia crushes an official visit, and and now he's a bulldog. So, um, can't rule. I would, I mean, at this point, I would say Cornell Tate is more likely than than Brandon Ennis. I don't see Georgia getting Brandon Ennis. Um, really, yeah. they, had, they had that flash in the pan, um, you know, little boost, and it, when he had that tweet that uh, people might have read too much into. Um, with oh Georgia hired Brian McClendon, and ever since then it's been back to the same old USC Alabama, um, you know, typical suspects. So Hale, Flores, Tyler Williams, Anthony Evans. Yeah, those those are all going to be the guys that, that make their make their way to campus, and you just got to see there's going to be three or four that end up end up deciding to to come to Georgia, and there's going to be guys that are come along late as well. Look at C.J. Oh. Smith in this last class, who's one of the fastest guys in college football him and arian smith that that, that combo together so i was just gonna say be, one more thing we were talking about elite receivers raymond Cottrell is no slouch by oh like, yeah he's a he's a rivals i don't know if he's 250 150 you know 178 whatever but he i mean he's not a bad receiver in his own right I and mean, that's a really solid guy to to start your class with and then build around from there yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how that plays out also uh, to be quite quite honest with you i think there's gonna be some uh, schools that are going to be impacted by these new restrictions that have been placed on with the NIL and the investigations and all that kind of stuff. So you may see some uh, some wavering away of certain classes, uh, i.e. Tennessee in the class of 2022, how they started, uh, and just that class totally fell apart. So, you know, just be wary of uh, just because a guy's committed somewhere now or leaning somewhere now, doesn't necessarily mean that's where a guy is going to finish up. All right, WNL Law Dog. Like I said, the NIL. I'll, I'll take this one. Whenever NIL comes up, it seems like everyone thinks UGA is at a, UGA is at a disadvantage. Why? Uh, so Jed, we'll take that part first. Why do you feel uh, that people feel that way? I mean, I don't know that Georgia's at a disadvantage as much as it is. I just don't think Kirby Smart makes that a huge part of his pitch. I mean, I talked to, um, oh gosh, I don't know, somebody, Vic Burley. I don't, I don't, I talked to somebody at one of these track meets at Grayson. And basically they were like, when you look at Georgia, NIL will come, 
but it's all about the development. I mean, that's what Kirby Smart's pitch is to these. And why shouldn't it be when you look at what they did in the NFL draft? But I think Georgia, if they really like if they really wanted to, I think they have the the resources to to give out NIL or not, you know, Georgia can't set it up, but what you we're, we're splitting hairs there, but I just don't think Kirby Smart wants to make that a big part of his pitch. And he's not he's not going to I mean, if he didn't bend to um that sort of pressure or whatever last year with with the Wild West type thing going on, he surely isn't going to now, you know, with like you said, playing the new regulations and stuff. So um I just think that Kirby Smart's got his um, you know, got his message down with these guys in terms of NIL, and I think he's gonna stick to it. Yeah, $138 million worth of NFL contracts that just came out to these exactly. Georgia 15 uh, draftees uh, that, that came out there. I mean, that's that's got to be part number one, part and parcel number one in the in the presentation right there. So uh, I think that, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. Georgia definitely, uh, just because it's maybe not advertised the, the same way as some of these other uh, – situations that have become internet infamous georgia certainly has plenty of uh deals being struck with their their players uh for sure so they're 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 marketable and once you're you know success is team success begets success on the individual level and that's what kirby smart uh preaches to those guys so you know uh i'm sure that that Kirby Kirby loves to recruit. The reason Kirby loves to recruit is because Kirby loves the interaction with the high school coaches, the high school players, because Kirby's dad was a high school coach, a longtime high school coach himself. He fell in love with that part of the game. He said, you, you, you listen to Kirby Spark speak. He talks about all the time how he grew up watching high school football. He didn't grow up watching college and NFL football as much. It wasn't until he got in college that he really got started getting recruited by colleges that he really started watching college uh, football. So growing up in the state of Alabama, then moving to Georgia and, and things like that, you know, he was he was all about high school football. So I think that gives uh, – gives him a little unique perspective on it, but it probably does skew his his thoughts of NIL and things like that a little bit as well. But it's a necessary evil at this point. Uh, you know, the genie's kind of out of the bottle, so we'll see how everybody makes the adjustments to it. But I think there is going to be a correction in this, uh, not necessarily because of the teeth of the NCAA, because I think the NCAA is rather toothless in my opinion, but I think just overall there'll be a market correction and, and the way people go about doing things in this, especially uh, with the havoc that transfer portal and all this kind of stuff is going to uh, reek on all this kind of stuff. So it'll, it'll be interesting there. All right, Jay, we got another one here. From wow. That's a lot. It looks like a license plate. A six, a four F 18. Uh, are we slow playing some recruits waiting to see what arch, I guess that's arch Manning does. Uh, if he commits, do we shift to recruits that will follow him basically an arch and a non arch recruiting board? I, my answer to that is, I mean, I, obviously they're they're recruiting Arch Manning and they're going all in on Arch Manning, but they they are no way slow playing other guys. The only people they would be slow playing is some some quarterbacks like a Cason Wiseman or a Ty, Tyler Johnson, and they're up front with those guys. Now they they tell them, hey, we're going to see what Arch Manning does. But anybody who's interested in the Arch Manning recruitment, they'll they'll come and Georgia will listen to them at that point, but that Georgia's not slow playing based off of Arch Manning's, especially at other other positions. 
Um, so there's not two boards there, in my opinion. What Georgia is slow playing, Jed, is that Kirby Smart was there when he when Nick Saban in Alabama started to take off, right? He was there when they won the first national championship and then saw what it took to win multiple national championships and then has also seen, let's be quite honest, Nick Saban – has had some culture issues in the last couple of years with with guys that have had to go on to, to other places, A.E. Ajayi Hall and some of these other, other guys. So I think Kirby's very leery of that, okay, and he wants to, to make sure that the guys that, that he brings in are very much so Georgia guys, right, that they fit into the, to their team goals, philosophy, all that kind of stuff. So I think that's why I think Georgia's just overly particular at times. Yeah, and, and we've you, know, you mentioned it earlier. There's they're very particular about guys they take, they don't take that they're that they're, they're going to keep in the class, all that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, but the notion of a arch, I mean, I get why the question is raised because he's the 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 pied quarterback or whatever, and he's supposed to bring all these other recruits with him. And I'm sure some of that will happen. I mean, I I personally I think that might be a bit over. Um, valued hyped or whatever um but yeah i think georgia's pursuing these other targets on their board independent of of what um arch right now recruits might be slow playing georgia to see what arch manning does or wherever he ends up but as far as georgia slow playing recruits no i don't think so yeah it could be the other way around for sure uh you know i know even guys like kj bolden in the class of 2024 he's got his eye on where where arch manning goes particularly because Georgia has made it clear that they want K.J. Bolden to come as a receiver, whereas other schools have talked to him about coming to be a defensive back. Guys like, uh, I think, Notre Dame, Cincinnati, other schools like that have, have mentioned they want a defensive back. Georgia says, if you come to Georgia, we want you to be a, a wide receiver, a playmaker. So that would make sense for him to say, okay, you know, one of the perceived best quarterback prospects in, in uh, you know, a long, long time, a generational type guy to, in, in some people's opinion, um, that would make sense for him to look that way. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out uh, if and when Arch Manning uh, commits to to the University of, of Georgia. It'll be quite interesting to see the, the fallout of that nationally in the in the recruiting landscape. All right, Jed, here's another one from Harley Dog 80. Harley Dog 80, seen the future cast for Jonah Aguero to LSU. Is Georgia losing ground on him? Figured him to be in this class. Yeah, I think that I think that 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 future cast to, uh, that Gor- Adam Gorney made of Jonel Aguero is a very low confidence uh, future cast. It's, it's one that that he's not. Uh, I don't think he's saying this is set in stone, but it's kind of a trend, a feeling that that he's got in, in talking to 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 Jonel. Um, but I I just believe that that Jonel being being a a safety uh, the the position that that you know, Will Muschamp and Kirby Smart play. They're not going to go down uh, quietly in that recruitment. He's got the connection to Lewis Seen there, you know, as well. They're from literally miles apart up in a, a small town in Massachusetts. So it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, what ends up happening. But, you know, you got to get him back on campus for sure, Jed. We talked about on-campus recruiting being the strength. Uh, got to get Joan Alguero back for an official visit, which I'm sure he'll take one to Georgia. Yeah, I thought I had seen he was taking an official visit. Like he had already set a date, maybe not. But either way, like you said, boy, he's definitely going to take one. Um, 
it seems like, and it, it could be another one of those things where there's been some position change and flux and all that kind of stuff. And then you get back to Athens for an official visit and you're like, Oh yeah, this is why, this is why those guys over at UGA sports had a commitment article ready for me for a while uh, in the old uh, admin. So um, like you said, LSU might be a trend and that might be true. Um, Georgia trends for guys like Brandon Ennis and, and he goes somewhere else. But I think, um, Georgia. Well, and there's connections. There's connections on that Brian Kelly staff from Georgia, right? Uh, yeah, Cortez Hankton absolutely. had that. Uh, you know, he, he was the other side of the ball, but he had that familiarity with him. Uh, Bobby Barham, who was the right hand man for um, Jamila Dye on the recruiting staff at Georgia, he goes he goes over to LSU. Uh, you know, following Coach Hankton over there. So, um, you know that that plays plays a little bit into it too. And fun fact. Uh, Jonel Aguirre and Brian Kelly uh, went to the same high school. So, uh, you know, the, the, so Brian Kelly's alum of uh, – what is the name of that high school up there in uh, in Massachusetts? I can't – the name escapes me. But um, St. John's – St. John's uh, uh, up there in, in uh, Massachusetts. But when it comes down to it, there's a lot of connections both places. But I think Jonel Aguirre, like I said, you get him back on campus – uh, jog his memory a little bit of why Georgia was kind of a, you know, look to seem to be a leader there for a while. And, uh, but I do think it's a much, much, much more real possibility that he could go to a place like, like an LSU or Alabama than maybe it was uh, back before the start of the year. But it'd be, like I said, it's all about these visits and seeing, seeing how it comes down on these, these official visits uh, down the stretch here. All right, Jed, one of our favorite questioners, what's up dog has, has a question. What's up dog. I- King of the Caps, uh, your thoughts on which player might unexpectedly be a big surprise commitment in the 2023 class after Arch is off the board, of course, not necessarily at the QB position. Big surprise in 2023 class. I'll say this, depending on how things go, let's say let's say Justice Haynes commits early to Georgia. Let's say the, the official visit goes well. He is Georgia legacy. He says, Hey, I want to, I want to be a Georgia bulldog. I know Ruben Owens is coming the 17th through the 19th. I guess that that could be one of those situations that's commit that is uh, connected to the arch Manning situation. They're very, very close friends. Um, but I still think Texas is, is kind of a leader there. Him, it'd be hard to see Ruben getting out of the state of Texas, even if arch Manning were to commit to Georgia. Now cut now, truthfully arch is, kind of hinting that that won't happen to the fall anyways. But the longer it drags on, right, I think the more chance that Richard Young and Ruben Owens go elsewhere and that you could see one of those other two running backs pop a commitment to Georgia upon, you know, being offered, if whether that's Jamar and Wilcox or um, uh, Brad, Brad, uh, Braswell, uh, Braswell out of uh, Waco, DJ, DJ Braswell out of, out of Washington County in Georgia. So that could be two that, that I think happened. Any other come to mind, Jed, or guys that you think could pop off? Um, I mean, I mean, I don't know how much of a surprise necessarily it is. Um, but what about Samuel and Pemba? I mean, he's a guy that Georgia's kind of come out of nowhere for yeah. and he visited. Talk about it. A big welcome surprise by yeah. a lot of uh, Georgia I Georgia faithful. Was, that would be it. Believe it was G Day weekend. Um, he was in Athens, and Chidera Uzoriba is doing a great job there. They have the the the, the African heritage um, a bonding point that Uzoriba has used with several other guys I've spoken with. Um, so 
why not? Maybe it's like we were talking about with Carnell Tate. I wouldn't say Georgia's a leader for Mpemba right now, but they get him on campus again, crushing an official visit, maybe uh, get him back for a game this fall, depending on what the timeline is. And it's like I was talking about with Jaden Wayne. If you've got Tamarian Parker and Gabriel Harris on board by that time, then you add Samuel and Pemba on top of that. I mean, that is an outside linebacker room just stocked with with talent. I mean, that, you talk about rebuilding that room with with what Georgia has lost and is losing after this year. That would that would, that would certainly do it. Adding those three guys and maybe in you know one or two more. What about uh, Chase uh, Chase Besantis, uh, offensive tackle out of out of New ball. Jersey? Mm-hmm. Um, that could be you know I, I feel like Georgia will definitely get a, a, a official out of him and. You know, when it when it comes down to it, he's got that connection with Fran Brown from his time at, up at, at Rutgers, knowing knowing him uh, there out of out of the New Jersey area. So that could be a guy that I think if 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 uh, Stacy Searles, you know, gets him down there on a, in an official visit, uh, climate shows him, you know, his personal track record of developing linemen. Georgia's track record of developing linemen, I feel like that could be somebody that that maybe maybe comes through uh, as well. So um, you know that could that could be that could be a little bit of a, a surprise, if you will, coming down there. So and then who knows? Uh, I know we got Cody Ledoux here in the comments saying that Jaden Wayne is Bama or staying out west. I don't know, man. Uh, there's there's a lot of lot of a uh, lot of hype around. Around him and Georgia as well. Right now, he's built that that relationship with uh, Chidera Uzo Deribe. They've really, really kind of revitalized that recruiting relationship, especially when it kind of went a little bit dormant when Dan, Dan Lanning was making his transition out to out to Oregon. So they're talking literally, uh, literally every day. Um, so and Kirby Smart's involved there. Heck, Kirby Smart uh, FaceTimed. Jaden Wayne, right after Trayvon Walker gets picked number one in the green room out in Las Vegas and is talking to him. So I wouldn't count George out for Jaden Wayne uh, in the least. So that could be a nice little surprise for Georgia as well. All right, so that's from What's Up, Dog. Uh, Jar 52, who in your expert opinions uh, – or in, who in your expert opinions, which he must be talking to Jed because Jed's the Nashville guy, not me – uh, who is Georgia going after at inside and outside linebackers? Love your show. So, Jed, uh, go ahead and list those inside linebackers that we talked about earlier, some of those guys that they're after. Yeah, I think there's C.J. Allen, Troy, Troy Bowles, um, Raylan Wilson, Ra- Raul Aguirre as well. Uh, I think that's really – I feel like I'm missing somebody, but I don't think I am um, at the inside linebackers. And then outside, I mean, there's a whole range of guys. There's Tamarian Parker, there's Sam and Pimp, uh, Jaden Wayne, who we've talked about a lot. Um, gosh, I'm missing somebody. I don't know. And Point Jay- is, who am I missing, Blaine? I'm missing somebody at outside. Just, just think about just think about just think about that talent at the outside yeah. linebacker position, right? If Georgia just lands on a couple of those guys, okay, yeah. um, because. You got Michael Williams and uh, Michael Williams, Marvin Jones Jr. and Darius Smith, all in this uh, in this class. Let Madden. me tell you something about let me tell you something about Darius Smith. Okay, he was on the four by one hundred team that won the state championship um, out of Appling County. Okay, this guy looks like 
I mean, it looks like he could, you know, reach from goalpost to goalpost on a football field. His, his arms are so arms are so long, and he's out there just running like a deer. He's throwing down, you know, windmill dunks. Uh, one of the more underrated recruits, I think, in the class of 2022. So you have all that talent that's there. And then in the 2023 class, if you back it up with a Samuel and Pimba or a Jaden Wayne, one of those two already got Gabe Harris on on file there, you know, as, as a commit. Um, who knows if Tamar and Parker comes on, a, a Kelby Collins, who's a, a different guy there. So there's lots of there, – so. Nicholas Harbor, Nicholas yeah. Harbor, the, the freak. freak of all freaks mm-hmm. uh, over there. Uh, so there, there's lots of guys. Georgia was up there. Of course, we mentioned Deshaun, uh, Deshaun Womack, who's taking an official visit uh, May 20th through 22nd. So there's there's more than we can count right now uh, that are in that, that edge position type guy. Uh, even Vic Burley, who's a bigger type guy that will probably play more inside, he's versatile. He could he could in certain packages and downs and distance could could you know slide out to a five technique, play that edge a little bit there. So it's going to be interesting to to see where all these guys end up uh, end up at the end of it. But I think Georgia's got a bunch of outside linebackers, uh, edge position guys that they're after. And like we said, um, Redland Wilson, C.J. Allen. Troy Bowles, all those guys in the middle there are are options um, for Georgia at, at the inside linebacker position that that I think they have a, a real shot at. Even even Whit Weeks, uh, Whit Weeks is you know presumed to be LSU uh, LSU you know that he could commit to LSU, especially with his brother having transferred there from Virginia. But he's an Oconee County guy, right? And he in in Georgia. Uh, and Glenn Schumann would love to see him uh, stay in state and play inside linebacker. So that's another option that you could see there inside linebacker. So great question there, Jar52. We appreciate that. Um, Jed, we got one from Ryan Dog here. Ryan Dog, a lot can change during the season, like getting Singletary, Humphrey, and Everett, who are all committed or landing elsewhere. But how important is the month of June to this class? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that if Georgia doesn't get, you know, if Georgia didn't get five or six commits in June, that, that all hope is lost. I think, uh, you know, definitely it's important because there there's a lot of important official visits taken on there. But in terms of if I had to rank importance uh, one through ten, I'd say it's about a five, six. I mean, just because there's still going to be, you know, the play on the field in the fall that I think a lot of these guys in this 2023 class, Arch Manning included, uh, has has mentioned that. Now, I don't know how much of that is just Manning uh, finding nice things to say about every school that he's considering because he's been trained to do that since birth because that is the Manning way to be very nice and, and polite and, and and be able to to articulate things in a, in a respectful manner. But, um, you know, apparently that that is part of his consideration as well. So I think uh, that always plays into into things and who knows, you know, a guy may be committed somewhere, Jed, and they start off as a, you know, heaping pile of garbage to start off the season. And and they say, you know what, I think I need to look elsewhere. Yeah, and I, I I feel like there's going to be a lot of, and I'm not calling out Ryan Dogger, I'm just saying, I think there's going to be a lot of comparing this June, this summer to last summer. And last summer was such a unique beast coming off the COVID regulations and all that kind of stuff. I, don't, I mean, a lot of those guys, okay, the class of 2022 hadn't been on campus in, what, two years? So they hadn't seen Georgia since they were 
fresh coming off their freshman years. Uh, whereas these guys now in the 23 class have been able to take visits in the past year. So um, I wouldn't be surprised to see Georgia land a couple commits, um, you know, over the next few weeks, if they don't. I said, to- I, I said, I set the, the over under at three and a half. Yeah. I mean, I three, three and a half, three. Yeah. Over <laughs> under three and a half, drop your comments in the, if you think over, you'd say over, if you think under, under, I'm setting the over under at three and a half. This is Vegas. You gotta, you gotta tell us in the comments what you think. Does Georgia get more than three, more than three and a half, less than three and a half? So that you going four, or you going uh, three or less on commits? Drop those in the comments. We'd love to see what you think. We'll, we'll pop them, pop them up on here for sure. Uh, so you know, it's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting to see uh, how many Georgia gets this class. Um, but uh, uh, Lee, Lee, good, uh, Godens, go downs. I don't know. <laughs> Done it. God downs. Go uh, downs. Says over. Go downs. Appreciate you, Lee. Awesome, man. That that's good. So yeah, tell us over or under what you think on that. But Jed, I, like I said, and like you alluded to, I think uh, I think each thing's its own own animal. But um, you know, it's not over till people put. Uh, uh, he says he says go downs. All right, appreciate it, Lee. Uh, so when when you talk about, uh, you know, when you talk about this class. I mean, and as all classes, it's not over till till they sign. Georgia can't develop wide receivers. What Cody Ledoux says, uh, Mary Hamby says over on the three and a half. So uh, I do have a question here on the YouTube side from Shane Daniel. Uh, is there a QB Georgia is looking at besides Arch, or do you think they'll end up looking at the portal at that time? So Jed, you would probably know more than anybody when you talk to uh, Mr. Kaysen Wiseman, uh, kind of explain that conversation to people. Yeah, he's a guy, like you mentioned earlier, George is up front with him saying, look, we're going to wait and see how Arch Manning shakes out. Um, and he's a guy, it was interesting talking to him because last summer he said Todd Munkin called him into his office after camping or, or seven on seven Athens. Like, look, kid, you're good. But at 175 pounds at the time last summer, you're not going to live in the SEC. Um, so Kaysen said he's gained about 15, 20 pounds. He's added another inch, uh, grown an inch um, since last summer. And he said he got up to Athens this spring, and the coaches were like, wow, okay, you, you kind of filled out a little bit. So that's a guy – I mean, Houston is heavily involved there. Uh, Virginia Tech is involved. And this is not – and I asked him this. This is not a case where the in-state guy grew up loving Georgia. If the Bulldogs offer, he jumps up. Well, he actually he said he actually grew up an Auburn fan. His mother cheered at Auburn. So um, I think that's a guy Georgia would go after. But as uh, the question alludes to, I don't think – I don't think Georgia would be opposed to getting a quarterback from the portal and then really turning up the heat on these 24 guys like Julian Sayan, uh, CJ Carr, um, Jaden Davis, all those guys, 24, Kamari McClellan has, has seen his interest pick up from Georgia recently. So, um, yeah, I would say I would say of the guys left out there, I would say Kaysen Wiseman is probably um, the the tar- – the, the target after if Arch Manning goes elsewhere. Yeah, that, yeah, I, I I think so as well. Uh, you know, but man, that 2024 class seems loaded, like you mentioned. Oh, uh, yeah. oh Jaden Davis is, is if, if they land Case and Wiseman, do they come up front with them again and say, "Look, if you come here, we're gonna go hard after these guys in 2024." And does that cause them to go elsewhere? So, um, I personally, I would say portal is more likely than 
in my yeah, because I I don't see all the quarterbacks sticking around. Uh, you know, let's say let's say Georgia lands Art Arch Manning, right? If Georgia lands Arch Manning, it's very unlikely that you're going to see Beck, Vandergriff, and Stockton all remain there after the next spring. Uh, I just I just highly doubt that. Um, so there, there, who knows? There could be a a, a kind of a a supplementary quarterback uh, quarterback addition. Let's say they miss on Arch Manning. Bring in a guy like like Casey Wiseman. I Casey st- Wiseman. I still think you see someone transfer out after the next spring, and then Georgia would be even more likely to go and get a experienced quarterback to come in and at least be uh, someone. If it's someone who has had some starting experience, but maybe uh, struck out elsewhere. Or, mm-hmm. or needed a scene changer, a la Grayson Lambert. I know some people aren't going to want to hear that, uh, but but a lot of things like that. Sometimes you need an experienced, uh, more backup type guy or a transition type guy. Uh, so it'd be interesting to see what happens in that that effect. But yeah, that Arch Manning uh, deal is going to going to have a lot of impact. Uh, in NY Dog thirty four, does Arch Manning potentially pushing a decision into the start of season benefit Texas or Georgia up? Texas or Georgia more. Well, there's two ways of looking at it. Okay. The first way is, man, Arch is waiting till uh to see some games. He must be looking for a reason to to give Texas some hope. Or you look at it and you say, Man, Arch is really having to wait and and see if uh if Texas is just not gonna be an absolute dumpster fire so he can know whether he needs to consider them or not. So there's two ways of looking at it. I tend to look at it in in the fact that, you know, he knows what he has with Georgia. There's a lot of unknowns with uh, Sarkeesian, and, and do, do they look even a modicum better than they did uh, last year, you know, where they were just absolutely in disarray for, for most of the year. So, Jed, what's your opinion on that? Yeah, like I think you said a perfect. I think at this point, Arch knows what he's getting with Georgia. He knows what he's getting with Todd Monk and Georgia's offense. Um, Georgia's just – program as a whole they're going to i mean is georgia going to win a national championship this year i don't know but safe to say that georgia is going to be one of the top programs in the country and you know on down the line but texas I mean, who knows what you're going to get with texas man it's i mean they're, they're going to be ranked in the top 10 preseason probably because that's how texas operates and then who knows i mean blaine you've sent us their schedule Sep- well september 10th alabama and Cody yeah. Ledoux, you're you're in here. You've been posting a bunch of Alabama stuff. You'll like this. September 10th, Alabama is absolutely going to do, you know, just a beatdown of Texas of biblical proportions. I mean, it is going to be it is going to be ruthless and uh, unadulterated bashing of Texas. I believe uh, by Alabama um, this fall. Who knows? Will Anderson, Dallas Turner could have 10 sacks combined in that game. I mean, uh, Will Anderson's going to start his uh, Heisman Trophy revenge tour right there by upending Texas's hopes early on. How about that as a second game of the year, Jed, if you're if you're Quinn Ewers? Um, mm-hmm. Man, it's yeah, – uh, That's, uh, that, that's not you what you're – Is it in Austin? Or is yeah, it in- I believe so. I believe it is in Austin, but you get to, you get to ease into uh, – you get to ease into – um, that the UL Monroe game, 
which, hey, UL Monroe has beat big teams before, so don't don't be shocked if that's a close game. But they go in, uh, they get UL Monroe. They should have have some offensive fireworks there, and then boom, here comes a. And I've been saying this on my uh, SEC takeover pod that I do with Tavares King and Noshaw Marino each Thursday. Um, Hell hath no fury like a Saban scorned. Okay, and uh, that that Alabama. That Alabama team is going to come out for blood uh, this year. I mean, they're they're really going to be focused, uh, I believe. So, and have one of the most talented natural pass rushes on the on their front seven uh, collectively. So it's going to be it's going to be tough for Texas in that one. And then don't be surprised the next game that they have with UT San Antonio, who is the reigning defending uh, conference USA champions that returns all five of their starters on the offensive front and their fifth-year um, senior starting quarterback. So meep. not an easy schedule to start off with. Meep, meep. Uh, yeah. yeah. And so it's like you said. And then the question becomes, okay, how does Texas spin it? Like does it does the – okay, say Texas gets slaughtered by Alabama and has a close say – they, say they have a close like 30-24 to 24 win over UTSA. Is the question okay? Texas's product isn't good. I should go to Georgia, or is it? I could be the guy that leads Texas back. I mean, you could spin this any way you want to and give yourself hope if you're a fan of these teams. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's it's going to be very interesting just to see how that all plays out because Texas has so many unknowns. And Georgia, yeah, and and they're and two very the unique programs at this point. Here's the thing that both have going for them. Arch Manning and the, the the Manning family have both said over and over and over again how important the college experience is to them, right? Well, you know, that that specific that specific quote has come up over and over when I talk to sources close to the Manning family, when you hear the Manning family and, and Arch actually talk himself, man, he came out and said in interviews this past uh past weekend that, you know. Georgia is by far and away the best college town he's ever been to. So that's a advantage for Georgia. You would think in that end. So there's lots of moving parts here, but it's going to be interesting to see how, how it all plays out for sure. But I think uh, if, 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 if he truly, which I'd highly doubt because it seems irrational to put so much in, in the, not just with Arch Manning and the Manning family, but anybody else, Okay, to to put uh, that much stock in one game, Jed, or, or the start of one game, I don't, I just don't think that's going to play out well for uh, for Texas at all in that Alabama game to start off the year. Yeah, and I mean, from an Alabama fan perspective, I mean, and and Cody, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like one of those games when Georgia went to Notre Dame a few years ago, and those fans flooded South Bend. It seems like that could happen again, especially because Austin. I don't know, probably isn't as far from Tuscaloosa as South Bend is from Athens. So, um, the, yeah, I mean, Alabama could have 20,000, 25,000 fans in that stadium, especially given that Alabama is going to be a top three ranked uh, team in the country coming in, I'm sure. So, and then does does that affect Arch Manning? Like, any, anything you um, you mentioned, yes. it all ties back to Arch Manning somehow. Like, oh, man, Texas, man. And I don't know if Arch is even going to be at that game, of course, but I'm sure I'll watch it. And – does does that sway things? And it's there's so much stuff that all ties back to this uh, 
And and Alabama technically is not out of it for Arch Manning either yeah. as well. You know, he's going to take yeah. an official there. So uh, lots of moving parts, like we said here, to see what goes on. Now, our last question comes from Kim Walker. Does Georgia have any interest in four-star Grant Godfrey? His father, Rand- Randall Godfrey, was a dog. I've talked to Grant throughout this process. Georgia Georgia has been in communication with Grant, not enough to, to pull the trigger on uh, on offering Grant. Um, so we'll see. Uh, Grant, Grant still, I think he's still, even though he's going to be a senior, I think he's still growing and developing. His body's still filling out. He's still a little bit on the leaner side and, and things like that. So it's going to be, he's one of these guys that there, there's always guys that, that have big senior years and senior tape is very, very important, uh, especially to Kirby smart. I mean, look at lad McConkey and his senior tape and what that did for, for Georgia and their opinion uh, of him. Um, lots of guys that, that Georgia, uh, Jacory Thomas, uh, who had had great, you know, not only camp but a great senior season. So a lot of these guys that that uh, you know Georgia kind of waits and see. I wouldn't be shocked if they end up getting involved with Grant Godfrey, who has SEC offers. But right now, Jed, I just don't think it's uh, you know in the cards. Yeah, and tying it all back into what we've talked about on the show. That could be a guy that comes and, and blows the coaches away at a camp this summer and, and earns an offer. I mean, say he comes up with uh, his high school teammate there, Caden McDonald, um, and and blows the coaches away. And um, I believe he, he might even be on a seven on seventeen. That could also be, you know, he could end up uh, coming yeah. at uh, and that avenue. So, um, yeah, that could be a guy that emerges late, or, or not necessarily late, but emerges later in the summer. And you know, we'll uh, if and when that happens. We will be there to uh, bring you all the updates and news you could ever want. No doubt. We always do. And uh, here on the UGA Sports YouTube channel, we bring you all kinds of recruiting coverage, team coverage. So, guys, we really appreciate you joining us. If you haven't already, do us a a little favor before we go here. Hit that subscribe button. Turn on notifications. Give us a thumbs up. Go ahead and like this video. We really appreciate you guys tuning in. We'll have the podcast version available tomorrow. You can go to just – put UGA sports in on Apple podcast, Google podcast, Spotify, whatever uh, platform you use for podcasts over there, subscribe there as well. It's all free. That's the great thing. And if you want to be one of the people who ask us a question, you can uh, be a member of the UGA sports.com website, part of the rivals network. As for my colleague, Jed may, I am Blaine Gilmer and we will catch you guys next time on UGA sports rumors versus facts.